The Time with Flora podcast is sponsored by Nikosep Consulting, specialists in small business bookkeeping, business plan building, and strategic advisors to the SME sector. Hello there. You're welcome to the Time with Flora podcast, where we talk, learn, and grow together. We podcast weekly. The Time with Flora podcast is available to listen to on Google, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, and several other podcast platforms. It is a Headway Point production, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Time with Flora. You may also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Time with Flora. And we'd love it as well if you could share this podcast. Share it with your friends, share it with your family members, partners, and anyone else that you feel would gain or enjoy listening to the messages that are being shared. Thank you for listening. Hi, Bumi. Hi, Flora. It's lovely to have you on the show. Um, It's our Time with Flora podcast, as I say, where we talk, learn and grow together. And I'm really looking forward to just very briefly talking about the career transition story that you have had so far in in your life. Um, You are the founder and uh, trustee uh, trustee of an organization, a charity called NARP 50 Plus. But before that, Bumi, I would like you to just take a step back and talk a little bit about the career path that you've had so far before you've transitioned into this current role. Perfect, yes. All right. Great to be here. Um, I've always been in finance. I started my finance journey in uh, 1988, 89, and I was in the banking industry in Nigeria. So I grew to become a treasurer of a bank, um, Intercity Bank, before emigrating to Canada in 2001. And then um, by default, I also ca- ca- continued my financial uh, journey in Canada as a financial planner. I worked in uh, an organization called Sun Life Financial. I did that for a long time. I built up my book of business. It was interesting. It was enlightening. I enjoyed myself doing it. Then we had that crash in 2008, 2009. Mm. Recession. It was a recession. It was a big blow. It, it sort of took out the air in me. I was just not... Uh, focused anymore. But I still went on. I plugged on for another uh, two, three years Mm -hmm. in the industry because it was basically sales, sales and marketing and building your book of business Mm -hmm. and servicing your client base and expanding, you know. Can you talk a little bit about, you said it took out the air in you. Can you talk a little, can you unpick that a bit? How did it do that? What was going on? It just didn't seem right anymore when I, I found my clients losing money. I find my clients going through foreclosures and not being able to pay their premiums mm-hmm. and even my zeal to go out to market to get new clients was just gone. Gotcha. And I also think at that time I must have had um, a little medical condition which I was not aware of but Maybe my thyroid was low. Yeah. 
and I just did not have that energy I had when I started off. I was a producer. I was a top producer, and I was actually the poster girl of uh, an immigrant making it in sales without any network, without any connections, and just coming and uh, becoming a top producer in sales. Uh, so in 2011, I transi transitioned back to banking. I, I did commercial banking, which was very, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Five years later, my career came to a screeching halt. I decided to come back home to, uh, I mean, family. I became a, a very empty nester. <laughs> okay. I became a very isolated emptiness. Is that why it came to a screeching halt? Yes, yes. Right. So, well, well, part of it. Okay. Uh, my children had gone their yeah. ways and I was alone. My husband was in Nigeria. So I decided to come back to join him uh, and look for opportunities in Nigeria, hoping to unlock my experiences here in Nigeria. Yeah. I, I felt it would be easier to transition even in the employment scene and thought, okay, I'll be able to get into a bank, uh, get into the management level and all that. But that was a shock. How old were you around this I time? Was, uh, at that age, I was knocking at 50. Mm -hmm. I was a few months shy of 50. Yeah. And I know my, my husband made a comment and said, me at 45 in Nigeria you can't get a job you have to start your own business and I thought to myself I have a lot of experience I have a lot to offer any organization why won't I picked up just like that you know? but I found that I, I went for a couple of interviews but I found out that ageism was there without any apologies it's even subtle in the developed countries, but it's not. It's out there. It's blatant. And there's really nothing you can do about it. It's nobody's fault. The young population is 51%. Unemployment rate is skyrocketing. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's really um, an environmental thing. It's not something you can say you can stem. It's just out there. And that's how I decided to start or found NARP 50 plus. What were you observing that that meant that that was a gap or that was a need that you, you needed to, to, to fill? Okay. What were you observing? What I was observing then was I found out that my friends that had left work, maybe through downsizing or through maybe forced retirement or whatever, had nothing really doing. I would ask, what are you doing now? Oh, I, I left the company. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And I found out, I noticed that, wow, it will be difficult to actually get in, except you go into other Avenues. I noticed that there was a lot of um, interest in our aid group in politics, in appointments, and so you find a lot of oh, 
juggling and I want to get this up, you know. So I found out that the window for employment or to make a living was very thin. A lot was dependent on governance yeah. or on your own business. That is such a, an interesting point just at that juncture. You, you, you said that uh, um, one of the alternatives that, that people were looking at was uh, political roles. And we, we have definitely in Nigeria, despite having such a, uh, in the main, a young population, we have a lot of older people in politics. Is, do you, would you say that that's probably one of the reasons why we have more elderly people in politics? Definitely. Definitely that is, because that's the other... I mean, obviously, apart from the attraction of, yeah, of, of, the, of, of the financial power, benefits, yes. yes and, uh, the power, <laughs> the financial benefits. But, but, but you um, find out that that is the next best thing wow. to employment, to gainful employment, that an elderly person can actually aspire to get after they have worked, acquired some money, made some, you know, acquired influence. The next best thing is to look into, to look towards political power, political appointments, political positions. Wow. And it's still a very small uh, terrain. It's still, the opportunities are really small. Look at how many opportunities are there. 36 uh, states, yep. maybe 20 yep. ministers yep. or whatever. So you look at it. The, there, it's you can't have more than five hundred yeah. or six hundred thousand. Hence, hence the the push for entrepreneurship. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why yeah. it's really after after you, uh, once you are getting towards that age, yeah, it's better to be real. Start looking at other things that you can start doing, transitioning towards enterprise, towards charitable organization, things that will, you are passionate about things that you can actually do and also survive and make uh, yeah. some gains in it. Yeah. So given the journey that you have walked so far in transitioning uh, in your career and also your work with NARP 50 plus, what, what in your opinion have been some of the mistakes that people who are 40, 45 plus in that space of moving towards retirement make in their preparation to transition into another career? Well, the mistake I think a lot of people make, which I'm, not, I'm also have made, is not starting early. It's never too early to start planning for that transition. Yeah. The earlier you do, the better. What kind of... The financial planning is very important for that transition. I recall something called the Freedom 55. Mm. Um, if you are not prepared financially, it actually affects a lot of flexibility, the freedom to choose, to decide exactly what you want to do, to actually have a think through of what you want to do mm. after retirement. It's really important that you put that in place. And the earlier you start, the better. Yeah. You'll find out that if that is not in place, it actually trickles down to your health, to your well-being, yes. to your relationships. Yeah, it indeed. trickles down. But if you do get that uh, part sorted out, yeah, 
you'll find out that that transition will be much easier. You'll enjoy it. You'll live in, you know, you'll have a, a, a time of your life. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's also the aspect of life that scares people the most when they think of change or transition exactly. as well. Yeah. How are they going to cope? How are they going to cope financially? financially. And uh, another thing is longevity. Yeah. You know, well, that is why I, I, we have this association. It helps. I think a lot of people now end up being on a fixed income. And therefore, we try to stretch that fixed income because of their pension plan, what they put in place that they have to now take mandatory or they have to because they need it. So whatever you can, wherever you can save um, a naira, a dollar, yeah. a pound, why not? Yeah. Why not take yeah. it? So that's uh, where I, I come in, where my background all comes in, yeah. wraps it together. Mm. We also, in uh, my charity, also give out financial assistance. We give out loans at discounted rates because we found we found out that even after fifty or after sixty, they actually calculate your age for mortgages, for loans, for other things that you are not included. So there's that financial exclusion as well that comes with that transition. But I think you you'd find that. Anywhere in the world as well, yes, actually. Yeah, all yeah, over the yeah. world. In it terms is, of, um, you know, needing to, wanting to take a risk in terms of uh, issuing sort of mortgages, loans, and so on and so yeah. forth. So, that, and that's, that's just the truth that's of, of it, life. That's yeah. how life is. And yeah. that's why there's been a lot of push, a lot of push. But you'll find out that it's a bit, um, it's, sometimes it's not really genuine because I know that as a banker, I've given out loans to an 82-year-old because... He's a financially solid guy. He has properties all over. So it's really relative. Yes, yes, yes. And so, so it, it's how broad the taking, how broad the considerations are, that, yes. right? So the factors are, yeah. Exactly. I so get you. Yeah. It's not that it's uh, we are painted with one brush, but there are people who still enjoy those exclusive privileges yeah. because they had prepared yeah. beforehand, yeah. or they had, or they had been lucky, whatever. Okay. But. Uh, Retirement should not be really uh, a period of anxiety. You want to take away anxiety. You want to make sure you have a good uh, life. You want to live healthy. And a lot of it, the truth is, is tied to a financial, um, yeah. a, a financial lot of uh, stability. What? What is it that you have, what are some of the things that you have actually come to realize um, in being able to successfully transition? Okay. By way of example, um, I know that when we were chatting earlier, you talked about the fact that you realized that you needed to make a decision on where you were sort of putting your, 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 your flag in the ground, yes, so to speak, because you, you had the option of being in Canada, also yes. being here in Nigeria, and you just realized that you couldn't do both equally, Perfect. which was yes. very insightful for me. Yes. Do you want to talk that's, some more about that and it, anything yes. else? Definitely, uh, when you're transitioning, you have to be focused. You have to be able to decide, this is what I want to do for the next two, three years, and focus on it. Otherwise, because you have that luxury of time, you have the luxury of movement, yeah. You have the luxury, and then you have your children. Maybe they are settled all over 
the world, world that you yeah, have exactly. the luxury to which we have a lot yes, there's a lot of that that here you want yeah, to in you have that luxury of going and staying there for three months staying there for four months or whatever and then you forget that you still have things to do things to put in place therefore that focus may be taken away from mm -hmm. you and then it may actually catch up later on so i would say from my own experience that focus is very important my own uh, i have this feeling that oh i could still go back to where i'm coming from i'll be here for three months i'll travel for yeah. another three months yeah and i found that i was actually impacting the uh, efficiency of mm. my charity of my business of what i was really trying to do and i was relying on staff and things like while i was away because i had that luxury but as i told you now it's time to focus yes get this train going consistently, yes. constantly. And I yeah. think that is what we need to do. Mm. When we transition, if it's something we're doing, we're doing sales, we're selling Ankara, or we're in consultancy, or when uh, whatever we're doing, focus on it. Yeah. Let it establish it. Let it be solid. Let, don't, don't be distracted. That is my own advice. I've been distracted over the past two, and I've realized that it's not working. Yeah, no, a good, great yeah. insight. And uh, I think that's a great point mm -hmm. uh, at which to end our really insightful interview. Thank you very much, Thank you. It's for been a pleasure it. to Thank have you on the so show. Thank you so much, yeah. And all the and best. I've enjoyed myself as well. Thank you.